0: Ladies and gentlemen, grab your magnifying glasses and start searching for hidden treasure. The latest inventory squeeze in the Toronto housing market has turned finding a home into a real-life game of Where's Waldo? With demand soaring and supply dwindling, house hunters are left scrambling to uncover any available listings before they vanish, like a magician's rabbit in a hat. It's a challenging time for buyers and sellers, but the reward may be worth the hunt for those who can navigate this tricky market. It's week two of April, 2023. We are Fox and Associates, Toronto's most innovative and active brokerage in central and downtown Toronto. We aren't here to regurgitate boring stats. You can find those anywhere. We are here to share what we're seeing on the Toronto real estate market in real time on a weekly basis so you can be in the know and make informed decisions. If you're interested in getting an up to the moment opinion on what is happening in Toronto real estate right now and learning about what's going down, boots on the ground before it becomes a stat, then you're in the right place. My name is Ian Busher. I'm a broker with the FM team. Keep her number handy. This is Corey Marin, the in-house hype girl and resident expert listing broker. And last but never least, Mr. Ralph Fox, our analytical investor-driven macro picture watcher. We do this every week, so make sure you hit the subscribe button and join us for the latest updates every seven days. All right. Ralph, I'm going to start with you, just giving you the heads up here. Month over month, we track key data points to understand in real time what's happening in the market from a boots on the ground perspective. We do this to better advise our clients on both the buy side and the selling side. Ralph, why don't you speak to what the trend lines are? I'm going to give you a topic and then ask you to speak about that specifically if that works for you.
1: For so sure good with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay. good with it.
0: All right. Your first topic is go Ralph rice.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, there's, a, there's an old saying, the trend is your friend. And I think that really depends upon uh, whether you're a buyer or seller in this market. Certainly, if you're a seller, uh, the trend line definitely currently is your friend. Um, looking at the trends from a high level, uh, as we get into it, I think we're going to see three things. Uh, prices are starting to rise month over month, uh, and we're seeing that across all trend lines. Uh, number two, we're seeing a tightening of inventories and we're seeing property selling at a much quicker rate. And number three, again, might be still too early to stand up on the top of the mountains and yell that we've seen the bottom, but the trend lines are definitely supporting that. So that's really when we when we talk about data, we like to look at it from the big picture and then start to zoom in. And so going back to uh, your first uh, question, uh, we're going to put up right now uh, a month over month prices. So we're going to put that right up on the screen here. And this is for the entire GTA. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is, is that typically in real estate, because real estate is seasonal, uh, we'd look at year over year to get a better understanding of what's happening in the market. However, when we have uh, extreme um situations like the one we've had over the last year where you've had a 400 basis point increase in interest rates um, that becomes a lot less meaningful and really what we start to look at on a pricing standpoint is not month to month but year over year so uh, you'll see the the media purporting you know prices are down 14 percent. but if you look at this chart here what you'll see is is that across all property classifications from detached to semi-detached to townhouses to condos uh, prices are starting to rise and it definitely looks like as a through line we probably saw the bottom in january and now prices on all uh, asset classes across the entire gta uh, are starting to tick upwards again very different from what you're hearing in the news if you look at the spread between semi-detached and condos uh, it's still quite quite wide which seems to indicate that we should see uh, more price activity in the low rise as Mm -hmm. people move from uh, condos 2 bedroom condos into starter homes
0: interesting very cool all right Can we talk a little bit about months of inventory? Well,
1: I thought you'd you'd never ask, Ian. (laughs) Um, This is probably, (laughs) I would say, the number one statistic that we track month over month uh, at Fox Marin. And the reason is, is because it gives a real finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market. So uh, months of inventory, MOI, as we affectionately call it at Fox Marin, basically is a stat which shows Um, If you took everything that's currently on the market and presume that nothing else came to market at the current rate of sales, how long would it take everything to sell? And so if you look at chart number two on the screen here where we show months of inventory, uh, you can see from January a dramatic drop from three months of inventory, which was a high, all the way down to 1.47 months. So that's a huge drop. And again, that's an indicative of prices having to rise because there's just very little inventory given the current rate of sales. So to give you a little bit of context here in April, 2022. So a year ago, we were at 1.64 months of supply. So we're starting to sell at a faster rate than the, um, height, of the market, which coincided with uh, interest rates just starting to rise back in uh, April 2022. So this is really, really interesting to see this type of a drop of months of inventory. And it's really indicative of what we're seeing boots on the ground uh, in the market. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's a great segue into talking about days on the market, right? The limited inventory.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. You guys are
2: on. You guys are on today.
1: Yeah, I'm f- I'm feeling Ian today. <laughs> I'm in the
0: zone. I'm in the zone. We're we're connected.
1: I, I think yeah, we're in the zone. I like
0: properties on MLS. Yeah. I'm flying. Yeah. I am moving yeah. and shaking. Amazing. Okay, well, I got my I, really eyes, I got
1: my eyes locked on you. If you look at this uh, chart here, you'll see two numbers. One listing days on market, and the other one stands for property days on the market. And so both, you can see a dramatic drop. In how long listings are on the market from 41 days down to 27 and property days on the market, essentially what that means is, is if a property doesn't sell and relists, how long is a specific property on the market for? And so just to give some of our listeners and or watchers uh, of our, um, of our, uh, video podcast here, um, some context is, is that, uh, it's two to four months is considered balanced. So anything above four months is a buyer's market. So this really will tell indicate two really important things. One, properties are selling at an expedited rate uh, since January—a dramatic uh, change in the, the the pace of the market and how fast properties are selling. And secondarily to that, very dissimilar or different from what the media is purporting is, is we are very heavily in a seller's market by definition. And so um, I think it's really important to have this context as well, to understand exactly where we are today and most likely where we are going to be for some time to come. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last on my list here, I was going to ask you about transactions.
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: what would you like to tell us about that? We're going to
1: look at this last slide here. I hate boring people, including myself with slides. But again, you can see a thorough trend line here where you can see price, sorry, uh, transaction activity basically bottoming out uh, December 2022 and January 2023 in all asset categories from uh, detached all the way to condos. And you can see now um, the amount of transactions taking off as well. So we're seeing more transactions. We're seeing properties selling much, much quicker. We're seeing very little inventory coming to market. uh, And we are seeing prices starting to edge up. So very, very interesting times uh, in the Toronto market. And I don't think anybody would have thought in December that this is where we'd be uh, into early April. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I've got a a laundry list of buyer clients that are frustrated, having a really hard time. And we're actually seeing things pick up where we used to wait until the weekend to go see things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, no, when you see this or when I spot this, we've got to get there that afternoon, that evening, because it could be gone in a day or two versus having a bit more time like Mm -hmm. we used to. And Corey, you work with uh, the sellers, a Mm -hmm. lot more sellers. Mm -hmm. What are they saying, seeing? What are you feeling? How is this impacting you doing your job?
2: a good question well i'm fondly referring it to as the mexican standoff that we're in right now so Mm -hmm. this means i feel like we're caught in a cogwheel we have these incredible sellers all lined up with beautiful properties or ready to go to market or they're working towards getting ready to go to market and a wide variety of properties so you know, a renovated townhouse. We've got a few beautiful semis, um, a couple of great properties in Plater Estates. Everyone's ramping up to sell with the intention of buying first and then selling second. So we always like this theme of the chicken or the egg here at Fox Marin. So the intention is buy first and then sell afterwards. But there is no Inventory, as we just saw in the graphs to prove this, no opportunities or real opportunities or gems for these families to make moves. So they're waiting to find something to buy so that they can sell. So we have a nice roster of sellers that are anxious to make a property ladder move and can't. And it is interesting because none of these sellers have to sell. But they're making t- strategy moves for uh, whether it's families assimilating, uh, you know, that perhaps uh, have kids from two to separate families, and they're coming together as as a new family. Um, school district changes. Um, some need a little bit more size, um, and so there's no like real immediate have to move. So it's uh, they're they're in, they have the ability to wait and see and flush out what's going on but at the same point in time there's nothing to see so we're kind of stuck a little bit sort of between both worlds um and i think the thing that's so also interesting about it is a lot of these sellers at first were considering selling and buying because at the very beginning of this decision making process they thought there were going to be opportunities on the buy side they're like you know what this is probably a good time to make this move because I'll be able to upsize or get a little bit more square footage or get us that you know fourth bedroom a a backyard whatever it is I change my school district and there'll be opportunities out there because there were in Q4 and perhaps at the very beginning of Q1 of this year and that window of time has now closed so they're gonna it's gonna be very challenging from it's actually going back to the way it was before very challenging on the buy side and then probably a little bit smoother on the selling side you know and mm-hmm. because of the lack of inventory i'm not even worried about their sale now i'm like mm-hmm. i think you're gonna crush it on the sales side actually um and all different price points and so we're talking you know that entry level price point in the freehold market around the one two uh, mark up to like about the one seven mark all in that like nice sweet spot And so normally in a changing market, I'd be like really stressed for the sellers. Like what if they buy something and we can't sell it and they're like stuck. I'm not even worried about their sale. And it's funny because I've done all of their pricing with a very conservative attitude. You know, like, I'm like, let's just be safe with your pricing. I want to be very conservative. I want to make sure that you can afford what you're buying into. Let's double check with your mortgage broker. Let's triple check. Let's rerun the numbers, you know, really staying on top of it. And now I'm like, oh my God, they're going to smoke these numbers, like in my mind. Um, So yeah, for us at Fox Marin and a lot of our selling clients, we're just sort of like stuck, and I think a lot of probably agents and their clients are in this same groove right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you guys feeling mm-hmm. the same way? Hundred percent. I was saying to Ralph earlier in the week, it's like one of those puzzles you had as a kid where there's one tile missing, and you need to, you know, in order to make the shape, you've only got one blank space, and all the other things have to be moved around, and it's just, it's, it's stuck. It's yeah. just stuck. That's really all it is. And I think it's those people, like you say, that have to sell that are, are putting things on the market where they're, they're, there's no need for them to buy. So it's a perfect time if you're a seller that isn't buying something. But, yeah, trying to break in as a buyer anywhere is really, really tough. It's like trying to get into the nightclub with a long lineup.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, are you, and you're feeling the same way with your buyer clients? And you work with, like, a, like a huge array of buyer clients at different price points. And you mentioned this earlier. Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Like, what are you telling your buyers? Like, how are you keeping them motivated? Like, what are you doing on a weekly basis? Like, tell us all about that.
0: We are uh, going to see everything we can, like I said earlier, going to see everything we can as soon as we can and watching what happens. Um, The tricky part is um, it, it isn't just a matter of actually having the inventory, but it's actually having the inventory that you like, that you can see yourself living in too. So we might get half a dozen options every week, uh, for each buyer, and, and we go to them. But it's like, well, this one's, uh, you know, needs a complete gut job reno, and, and um, this one isn't big enough, and this one doesn't have enough. There's always something. But when the market is surging with new listings, it's very easy to say, okay, well, that's okay. We had six today, we'll have six tomorrow. But in this case, it's frustrating because you get to Saturday, and you've seen everything already, and next week you're not gonna be putting an offer in. So it's always fingers crossed that Monday, Tuesday, you know well maybe next week maybe next week and that's what we keep saying over and over it's it's frustrating and then there's it a ton is. of
2: buyers with that same sentiment and their agents yeah. and it's yeah. it's
1: agnostic to price point like we uh, lost out uh last week uh one of the agents on our team uh there were 20 offers on a property that ended up selling at around two and a half million on the west end I mean that typically does not happen at that price point. So we are seeing it uh, everywhere right now, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be any immediate relief to this standoff, as uh, Corey referred to it earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, I agree. So, um, what, what, Corey, what advice would you give sellers right now um, who are dealing with this? Like, are they stuck buying? Like. What are you telling them? How are you, I'm going to sort of send the question back to you. How are yeah. you kind of
2: how am I, how, helping yeah. them yeah. to Help, deal with keep this on an emotional
0: level? Yeah.
2: Definitely 100%. Like, let's just get that checklist ready to go. And this is what I feel like I'm not even a real estate broker right now. I'm a project manager. And we are like spending most of our time just trying to sort everybody out in terms of getting Mm -hmm. their properties ready to go on market. Because if that gem does come up and they happen to win that property in a bidding war scenario or a bully offer or whatever, they're going to want to like move on their sales side ASAP. And we all know, and we talked about this in our last episode, people just drag their feet when it comes to getting their properties ready to go to market. So really Mm -hmm. right now, me and our awesome listing coordinator are spending most of our time just getting everyone organized. And this comes from like everything from getting broadloom quoted to new hardwood flooring, painting quotes, landscaping quotes, gravel quotes for their driveways, you know, accent wall decisions made, checking in on progress, like updating their Google Docs. Like we're just getting everyone set up and ready to move. And when when they buy their property, we are gonna be like ready to party. So I'm excited for our listeners to see what we have in the pipeline because we have so many great properties and there'll be amazing opportunities for buyers because we've got these gems that are just ready. They're like gonna sizzle. So um, that's one way. And I think also, as I mentioned, some of these sellers aren't under duress to sell, like they wanna make this move happen, but they're willing to be patient, which, isn't always music to our ears when people are like, ah, I'm okay to wait for the right thing. Um, so I think some of them might be in this scenario for like a good six to 12 months. And then I think what will be the motivating factor is just like the charts we referenced at the beginning as prices start to surge up again, I think that's going to put a fire under people's, you know, and fire people I'm like the worst of these puns. Ian, can you help me?
0: <laughs> They're going to light a fire under their asses. Thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, something miming it, so um, I think that will uh, really uh, get people moving when they see prices are starting to go. I think that might ignite some movement and some action because I think people are very chill about it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. With buyers, I'm already seeing that happen too. Is it's like, okay, we, like, we really need to be ready. We have to have a red bull in one hand at all times yes. and maintain a state of cat-like readiness to, <laughs> yeah. literally, jump on something the second it makes it makes a move. Like, oh, the red bull in one hand. Awesome. just like over caffeinated, hyper alert. Yes. Don't go dark on me. Don't book a vacation. Yes. Don't go anywhere. Yes. Right. I need you to be here and be ready. Yeah. Keep the car running. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. And yeah, and if crazy. something comes out, like say something comes out and they can't see it, do you go to the property and tour it for them? And is that how you manage I, that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I did that yesterday with two places for a client who was away for the weekend and another client. Uh, who was just doing a family thing. And I said, I'm going to go preview it. Yeah. I
1: think what's going to be the real interesting shift in mindset is, I don't know, I think we have at least six clients, maybe seven now where they're in this position where life circumstances, life changes, life necessities are requiring them or pushing them to the point where they want to, Upgrade from where they are to where they want to be. And so what's really interesting is a lot of the calculation was if we are moving up, but we're in a period where prices are potentially going down, we have the opportunity to, to take the upside of the delta. Meaning that if you're buying a house worth $2 million and the market goes down 10%, you're getting a 100000 or $200,000 discount versus the discount of 100,000 that you're taking on your million dollar home. Mm -hmm. And so people thought that they, or a lot of people were sort of intellectualizing, rationalizing, going through the numbers and saying, well, because we already are in the market and we have equity, um, we can take advantage of a downturn because there's more upside by buying up. And I think now when you have very clear narrative that's about to turn where prices are accelerating, it's the same thing, but it's on the other side, meaning that if you stay where you are, it's gonna start to get harder and harder, especially with where interest rates are at to make this move. And so I think you're gonna have that as one part of the equation, and then I think you're gonna have the other part of the equation, oh, I can't believe they just got this for the on our street. Can you believe that the, the recent sale last week, $600,000 above list, how's that possible? And so all of a sudden you'll start to have sellers who might've been sitting on the fence uh, starting to now think that this could be a good time to sell. So I still don't think there's any chance of a flood of inventory rushing the market, but I think it could open up uh, some opportunities uh, for buyers as well. So. It's it's just ever since COVID, the map has always been shifting in Toronto real estate. And what you think you're gonna be talking about two to three months from now is not necessarily what you end up talking once you get there. So really interesting time to be in this business and never a dull moment and always interesting conversations. Um, but definitely we're starting to see that huge overarching shift in the motivation um, for people to make their decisions or, or move forward on a purchase or sell mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and that's really the reason for this video podcast right is because getting information monthly about what happened from this month compared to you know the month of the last year it just it isn't good enough and you no. know we're all talking to agents within the team and even other agents that we know and like about what's going on out there and trying to get a sense of things because it's moving really quickly you're not going to all agree you're not going to get to predict
1: you're not going to get this information in toronto life Uh, you're not going to get this information um you know mclean's magazine so this is what's happening and there's a real shift starting to take place and it'll be interesting to see how things play out over the uh, short term
0: absolutely guys if you don't have anything else to add to this i think that's kind of a good place for us to wrap up would you agree
2: I Agree.
1: I would like to know okay. a little bit more about your uh, scar, but uh, maybe we can save that for the next, scar. the next episode. I would, like to,
2: I
0: would like to maintain the mystery and yes. uh, and maybe even start the rumor that it really was a fight with another realtor.
2: I think, and we'll good. just
0: leave it at that. We won't say anything about the fight I had with a tree, <laughs> which it might also have been. I'm just, but I'm going to leave it mysterious. Okay guys okay. thank, you. Awesome. thank you thank you thank you it's good
2: seeing you guys
0: and i think we can we can summarize all this with it's difficult to predict right now and there's a real stranglehold on inventory right yes. yeah I and- okay i will see you next week and i will ask you as our viewer to don't forget to hit the subscribe button and join us next week to find out what's going on boots on the ground with toronto real estate we're the fox Mara team see you soon